listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Welcome to the Integra X-Files, a place where we'll explore and solve for the X factor that will help reshape the future of long-term care pharmacy. Join us to discuss topics and insights that will help you discover ways to grow your pharmacy, stay up to date on important legislative and regulatory issues, learn best practices for operating a profitable pharmacy business, and unlock the mysteries of technology. Join hosts Francis Nehas, Chief Strategy Officer for Red Sail Technologies, and Jim McDonald, Vice President of Sales at Integra, as they connect with experts and leaders in the field to bring you content that matters in long-term care. Welcome everyone to the Integra X-Files podcast. This is your host, Francis Nahas, and I'm here with Jim McDonald. Jim, I'm gonna kick it over to you to introduce our guest today. Sure, yeah, again, thanks, and uh, welcome to the Integra X-Files podcast. Uh, as Francis said, I'm Jim McDonald, uh, Vice President of Sales at Integra QS1. I've been with Integra about 15 years, actually coming up on August 7th. Wow. Uh, prior nice. to that, I was in the long-term care pharmacy business for about 24 years. We have some outstanding guests with us today. I'll do a brief introduction since I know each of them have a lengthy history that I'll probably be willing to share. They have some unique perspectives on long-term care pharmacy operations, policy, interoperability, the exchange of data, and how technology can assist in those areas. Uh, Mindy Ferris is the Executive Vice President of Pharmacy Operations uh, and Customer Success at FarmScript. Uh, speaking of unique, I think Mindy has a unique history growing up in long-term care in general. She may share some of that history as it relates to our discussion today. She's been with FarmScript, I think, for almost five years. And then Michael Gerdes is the Director of Clinical Systems at FarmScript, and Michael has been with FarmScript for almost 12 years, I do believe. And I heard that he's a self-proclaimed data nerd, which might be a real good fit with Francis. Um, <laughs> yes, yes, so absolutely. Farm, yeah, FarmScript is a longtime customer of Integra and has some inter interesting approaches to long-term care pharmacy. So we asked them if they could share their thoughts and ideas with us today. So welcome, Mindy and Michael. Thanks, you guys. Welcome. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Tell us about yourself. Tell us about your pharmacy. Sure. I'm Mindy Ferris. I'm the EVP of Customer Success and Operations at FarmScript. I've been there five years. Uh, prior to that, I had a number of, of different positions, but I've spent my entire career in long-term care pharmacy. Uh, before that, actually, my mom was a director of nursing. And when I went to pharmacy school, I wanted to do an internship at Children's Hospital, which at the time was a very premier internship to get. And uh, when I got the internship, she actually told me I had to turn it down and work at the long-term care pharmacy that serviced her because she wanted to get her stats faster. <laughs> and then she wanted to make sure I understood that when she called that I would need to make sure her stuff got processed before everybody else's. Mm. So I kind of became her inside slave or mole. I'm not you, sure which. You started off with the toughest customer. She, yeah, she's not with, very right? nice, actually. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I remember the day before I, I got on the phones and that was like a very big promotion for me as an intern to get promoted to phones, uh, you know, to take refills. We practiced taking refills like the night before her, like yelling numbers at me, like how cranky she was going to be on the phone when she called. So, you know, kind of, I always like to think that like, that was probably like the toughest, toughest day. Now, when I deal with cranky people, I always think like they're never as cranky as she actually was to me. And their expectations are never ever is bad because, you know, I used to have to run the deliveries on my way home when I was an intern too. So 
So pretty tough. But my career has been entirely in long-term care pharmacy. Um, I really love what I do. And I think PharmScript's been a great fit for me personally, just because I think you'll understand when, when Michael starts to talk, we just got a lot of really good people that um, are working for providing great care to people in unique ways. So I think we've taken a different perspective. Like when, when somebody says, hey, this didn't get to us on time, we don't say, hey, it's because you didn't follow a cutoff time or you didn't do something correctly. We're always like, all right, let's figure out why this didn't work and figure out if there's something we can do better or different. Because if it didn't work, that means somebody didn't get something they needed. So it's just a real unique way. I think we we tend to look at things. So, you know, thanks for having us here. And I'll let Michael introduce himself. Yeah, thanks, Penny. So, yeah, my name is Michael Gertis, and I am the director of clinical systems at FarmScript. Uh, you know, as uh, as you mentioned, Jim, I've been with FarmScript for about 12 years now. I've uh, been doing long-term care for about 17, um, you know, uh, bounced around a couple of pharmacies earlier on in my, in my career, but, you know, um, getting, once we, you know, once I started working for FarmScript, um, you know, just really started to see a lot of the possibilities with how this organization grew. You know, we started, uh, I was there when we were a single pharmacy with 4,000 beds in Mountainside, New Jersey. And, you know, um, we have since then expanded to 20 pharmacies throughout the country with, you know, servicing roughly 125, 130,000 beds. So it, it's been a wild um, expansion um, and, and a really fun ride and just learning, learning lots of things along the way. You know, obviously I'm a, I'm a pharmacist by trade. So, you know, that's sort of how I came up just, you know, learning different things about this particular setting of healthcare. Um, but really what, you know, what, what many sort of pointed to was, just our ability to really understand where things went wrong and how to make them better. And, and I think that's really one of the things that I know that FarmScript throughout these years has really, really keyed in on um, the ability to really dissect the sequence of events, whether it's operational, whether it's technical, um, whatever it may be, and, and just understand where some of the gaps are uh, in these processes. I mean, early on in my career, a lot of the things were, you know, just struck under the rug and that's just, oh, that's how we do things. And, you know, every once in a while, we, you know, we don't send a med for whatever reason. It just, and that never resonated, um, at least not with the people at FarmScript and, and still doesn't resonate. There's always uh, an area of, uh, of need to, you know, uh, enhance performance or, you know, find a, you know, plan of correction. And, and really we're just always striving to make our operations better. And that, and that really, I believe kind of sets us apart um, with FarmScript. So. So I, I love that. And I think there's, you know, in our experience, there's kind of two elements of it. One, one really is culture, a culture of sort of, you know, how, how do you instill the desire to do that consistently in your employees? But another piece of it is just process, right? It's just consistently sort of running a process. So curious what you guys do from either a culture perspective or a process perspective to make that just part of the DNA of the organization. What I'll take culture and you take process. Is that like a good split? I love it. I'll take culture. Um, I'd say, I'd say, like within our culture, like our executive team is is very focused on doing the right thing. So you you take um, you take something as simple as the, I think this is a great example. If, if a customer calls and says, I, I always wait on the phone too long. Like, and I would say every pharmacy I've ever worked in, that is always a complaint. And until I worked at FarmScript, when somebody said that, that was something you couldn't do anything about. You would just say, well, 
so what? Like, I can't do anything about that. You call here a lot. Like, and so many people call from so many different numbers. And I like, so like you sometimes have to wait. We do not take that complaint and say, so what? If somebody says I have long hold times, we literally can turn around and say to them, we understand your concern and we've either validated it or we've invalidated it. And if we've invalidated it, we show them that they may have waited in one particular instance, but the reason that they waited was for a series of events such as they had to wait because something was, you know, something had happened, right? Or like, or they got transferred and they had pushed the wrong button and the, you know, when yeah. they got in the call series or something. But what I'm saying is that is the expectation from the top of our company to the bottom of the company, that even when someone calls the CEO and says, I wait too long on the phones, that within a day we can turn around and say, we've invalidated the complaint or we have validated the complaint. So I'd say that's like kind of our culture. Everybody knows coming into it. And I know when we interview people and um, we interview people and I always say to people, you will love working here, but you will never have worked harder. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So like, it is just it, but it's like, you know, everybody rowing in that same direction. And so that's what I think is really cool about it because everybody kind of has this collaborative spirit of like, no, we, but, but that's why I'd say a lot of people in long-term care, I think even generally in the industry get really burnt out because it's Mm -hmm. hard. You're taking care of these people that are so sick and you're their last resort. And then like dealing with the nurses, like they have the hardest job of all, right? And I feel like that's what we try to instill in our people. You are servicing these nurses and these caregivers that are having, you know, probably a very bad day. You know, nobody said I want to like wind up in a nursing home. So the best thing we can do is be a great partner to these nurses and be a spot of sunshine if they have to call in. The one thing they do that goes right. Yeah. 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 Be these people that they don't have to worry about. Be the thing where they like know that their stuff is going to come and they can count on us. And so what? That we we aren't their straw provider, but our COO likes to say, if they call and ask for a straw, we have straws in the break room. Send them some straws, you know? (laughs) So... That is what our culture is. And I'd say it is above and beyond, you know, during, you know, I can think of like during the pandemic, we used to laugh and say, we don't sell, we don't sell gowns. We don't sell anything. And Mm. we spent more time, you know, getting people PPE and, you know, things like that than, than selling pharmaceuticals. But that's what we do. You need it. We're your partner. We'll get it for you. Michael can talk about the process. I think we have some pretty good stuff there too. Yeah. So, you know, um, when you talk about process, uh, the first thing, you know, that kind of pops in my head is, is there's a large spectrum, um, at least in the pharmacy industry in in long-term care, when you talk about process and and I've seen it, you know, uh, both sides of the spectrum. What I mean by that is that when you're working with, you know, uh, a smaller pharmacy, when you talk about operational processes or technical setups or whatever it may be, um, there's a lot of things that may be a little bit looser, a little bit more flexible, and you can kind of operate um, with less structure within your organization, you know, smaller groups, uh, uh, smaller staffing groups. 
and and people just kind of know what to do and oh i know this customer and they like this and and that and and you can really work with a real flexible type of atmosphere um but then as you grow and grow and you get bigger um that flexibility tends to you know uh not be not be so good in, in a larger <laughs> operation so now you have to start providing some structure and and really you know sort of um organized ways to to operate your your pharmacy service but now as you get bigger and bigger you start to go towards the other uh, the other side of the spectrum where everything is a structure and you have different you know uh staffing patterns and um operational procedures and it gets to a point where you know do you become too rigid and that really i believe you know um is sort of what we have really uh performed well at is providing that operational structure, but still also having the flexibility so that when our customers want uh, some type of service or a report, or we want to, we want these certain medications dispensed this way, um, we still have the ability to, to, to really um, provide them that service that they deserve and, and really give them a customized um, pharmacy service. And the way we, are able to do that within our organization and you know the, the culture feeds into this you know um a lot of a lot of pharmacies like to say no right because if it if there's any deviation to a standard operating procedure well that's too hard we can't do that um because then we're gonna have to know another rule or we're gonna have to perform another another action well you know our job is to try to figure out how to say yes and we always say that and and whether i'm working with my direct teams or other internal teams in the pharmacy we always say well how can we, we need to exhaust every possible option and thought and idea to say, how can we say yes to our customers? And I think a lot of, a lot of our people have bought into that and, you know, to, to create those processes, it's challenging. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes we're scratching our heads late at night, trying to figure yeah. out how to, how to get something accomplished. And, you know, it could be a, a simple, you know, uh, operational procedure that we have to work with a, with a team. It could be a, an automated job that we set up um, through our IT department. It could be, um, you know, leveraging some of the vendors that we work with to say, hey, listen, you know, our mutual customers want this. How can we get this done? And, and I think we just continue to push and push and find really innovative ways to say yes. And I think that's the end result. Some of that's using technology probably to help you in that process. Of course, of course. And 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 that's something that has become so evident um, over the last several years. You know, technology um from when I started, you know, way back when mm -hmm. to to what it is now has has exploded. And and I really do believe that, you know, the people in the industry from pharmacy to nursing to physicians to financial representatives, you know, I think they're all starting to really embrace it. Um, I, I think there are some, you know, newer things that are still yeah, somewhat, they're, they're somewhat trepidatious about how far they want to dive into the, to, into the technology that, that um, is available to them or the capabilities that can be provided to them. Um, but that's what, you know, that's what at least I'm here to, to advocate for, to, to get these people to a, to a point where, you know, this is a tool. It's not, it's not a disruption. This is going to make your life better, not harder. Um, and I think the more and more we try to get that message across and work with our, our customers and the nursing staffs and, and the physicians and say, listen, if, you know, it's going to be a challenge at first, but once you get used to it, once we work out the kinks, you're going to find it's going to make your operation that much easier. And it's only going to benefit the end patient, which is our ultimate goal in, in any capacity. Yeah. No, that's awesome. It, it is, I think, um, the challenge, I think anybody who's been in a company with some 
element of customer service wrestles with that balance all the time as you grow, which is how do you have process and consistency and things that are measurable and, um, you know, keep things contained and at the same time, allow employees to actually serve their customers in the way that they know best. And it's sort of how, how do you make sure there's a process you can follow and yet allow for the flexibility? Um, that's awesome. I so, think we were, I think when it comes to process, we also got, I, sometimes my, my staff would say we did not get lucky, but I would say we got lucky. <laughs> <laughs> my staff will come after me and, and hit me now, but you know, we got farm got selected in, in five States, but by, by the federal program to do vaccine and, um, that we serviced, you know, some of the states that uh, the other providers couldn't really yeah. reach some of the long-term care. And for us to execute that uh, mm -hmm. for the number of patients we had to take care of, it had to be a very streamlined process. Yeah. And so that kind of became our mantra when we spoke to customers, like we need you to do this consistently like the other facilities so that we can get this out to you. And the other yeah. thing was, we need your staff to follow the same kind of process that right. your residents like for the, yeah. you know, consents and things like that so that that we can get this for everybody. And that will prioritize who who we're able to get out to first. Right. We're going to go where the, the most people um, need the vaccine and kind of through that partnership and talking to people. I feel like that's been a great benefit over the last year is opening up those channels of dialogue with people to say, okay, remember yeah. when we did that and how fast we were able to move yeah. like that's, that's kind of the value of that. And when we did that together, now let's say we have this other issue. Let's see if you try this just try it for a period of time. Can yep. we continue to move at that pace and speed and get the same benefit? And I think that is something that we've kind of seen as maybe um, a positive after effect of that. Yeah. That's been really nice, especially in an industry where people are often hesitant to change mm -hmm. in a lot of those ways. And I'd say, you know, I always try to Pollyanna things and look <laughs> for the positive, especially because, you know, I... Gertis can attest that uh, probably people will come and find me and, and beat me or run me over in the parking lot on my way out after work for this. But it was a really hard lift. It was so much work. And, you know, yeah. I think a lot yeah. of us got like three hours of sleep every night for maybe six months. Okay, it was just crazy, but yeah. I'm totally worth it. And I'd probably do it, say I'd do it again, you know. Totally worth um, it. Yeah. But but at the end of the day, you you look back and you say, if those are like the benefits that we got out of it, some of these people that had always been, you know, what I would consider to be very immovable yeah. or like, you know, not willing to ever change in their process or their protocols or never let us have have the ability to influence their order sets or things like this are now willing to say, you know what, you're totally right. You are the pharmacy and you do have a much better understanding of these formularies and these products. And it will allow us to partner like you stay and, and help in this direction. And I'm going to row on the nursing side. And that yeah. gives a better patient experience and it takes better care of people and they get a better, you know, yeah. um, experience for these, these last few years of their life. And that makes me happy to know that, you know, I did something better for them. So that's like the, the one positive of the pandemic yeah. that I think for long-term care pharmacy that we really can capitalize when you think like we got that vaccine out better 
than the rest of the world that you know the yeah, rest of the world yeah. did. you look at like what they did in yeah. the general population and it's like hey look at us we did <laughs> right. so good yeah yeah <laughs> so- no it's it's incredible and it's fascinating because i think you know a lot of what you talked about is lessons we imply we apply internally in our companies all the time right this like you know shared vision shared mission of what you're trying to accomplish and getting everybody aligned and making sure you you go out and you listen to people and what their concerns are so that you think about how you incorporate that and how you modify the way you go after it but it's that next level to be able to do that same thing with your customers and make sure hey your customers understand the vision and the benefit to them and that you're also listening to sort of hey here are the concerns or here's how that's going to impact us to make sure that it's something that kind of fully comes together so that's incredible. And I think it's a, a great lesson that many of us probably don't think about, which is, hey, how how well bought in are your customers to your mission? Yep. Yeah. No, that's super cool. That's I always super like cool. to bring back to them. Our mission is is them. I mean, them right. staying in business and them being successful. They they yeah. are what we do. And, you know, we talk a lot, too, about you know, pharmacies can look at different things and say, who's, who are you servicing? And it's like, are you servicing the the end resident, the person that's getting this medication you're dispensing? Are you servicing, you know, this director of nursing? Are you servicing yeah. this administrator when you deliver the bill? Are you, who are you yeah. servicing? Who's the decision maker? But you know, I'd say a lot of what we focus on is that that nurse's experience because they're the one that interacts with the pharmacy so so much of the time. And if you can eliminate their their time so that they can shift their focus and care for that resident, then like for FarmScript at least, that's where we think the real value comes from that pharmacy experience like what can we do with our systems like with what michael does in clinical systems to to free up that nursing time so that the pharmacy doesn't have extra order clarifications or we're reconciling the medications from the hospital faster so that that nurse gets that new patient in the bed and you know that cup of coffee at 11 p.m., which I don't understand that, but that was, I always like to tell the story of like getting my grandma into the hot, the nursing home bed and her being like, well, I need my cup of coffee. And I'm like, it's 11 o'clock at night, Gigi. Like, what is going on here, sister? You're never going to go to sleep. But she always did a cup of coffee at night. So that's what she needed. And that, you know, you want the nurses to get that experience, you know, do yeah. that for the rest and not things, worry about yeah. getting the meds yeah. to the pharmacy yeah. so that they get delivered before the next morning med pass. And so that's like kind of what our programs are about is how do I make sure that that nursing experience focuses on the patient and not about my pharmacy process. Yeah, It just is seamless to them. And so that resident experience is there so that the drugs just come up like, you know, come when they are able yeah. to come. And, yeah. um, and that's a lot of what, you know, Michael's doing behind the scenes so that the orders can flow over and, and we get them there at the right time. Yeah. And, and, and many really hit on it, right. You know, you don't want that nurse to be worrying about the pharmacy. You don't want the pharmacy taking up their extremely valuable time, um, taking care of the patient. So, you know, uh, things like, you know, orders getting held up for clarifications or, you know, they have to change the order because an insurance plan doesn't pay for that particular, uh, therapy. These are all things that we're trying to create, um, you know, 
technological operational procedure around, right? So that it never has to get to that point, right? Can we load a formulary in so that they're not, so that they're selecting the right medications upon uh, order entry? Can we can we perform a, an interchange through, you know, some of our clinical programs that we run from state to state? Can we, you know, get ahead of some of the issues with third party plans or, or Medicaid plans to say, all right, what, what, what is covered? Why don't we just tell them ahead of time um, what's covered? Is there a way that we can access that information, present it, show it, communicate it this way? You know, as many said, it's seamless, right? We don't want those disruptions in the life of a nurse. So there, there are, you know, there are dozens and dozens of tools that we are currently using, exploring, you know, trying to develop, working with, you know, internal, um, internal teams, working with vendors, uh, constantly trying to push, um, you know, that technology to say, all right, well, you know, here's another gap in the operations. How can we fix it? You know, using some type of technological development, right? Sure. We can create op operational structure to, to the moon, but it's not always going to be maybe the most ideal situation because it's still going to take a person having to perform a task, taking time away from them, whether it's a pharmacy user, whether it's a nurse, whomever it may be. Um, we don't, we don't want to do that. We want to leverage our, our technology to say, all right, we can fix this using, you know, this type of portal or, you know, this type of automated job or reporting, things like that. So there's, there's, there's always consistent, <laughs> consistent discussion around how to make things more efficient, more fluid, yeah. um, so that the, those disruptions are really limited. Yeah. So Michael, you guys serve 20 pharmacies. I think you said, is that right? Or Correct. sorry, 20 long. 20 pharmacies total serving multiple long-term care facilities for Correct. them. How do you, how do you identify and prioritize what are the things to focus? You know, I love this goal of sort of how do you save the nurses time? How do you not have them spending time on things that you guys can take off their plate? But with that many pharmacies and that many facilities, how do you think about from a technology perspective where you guys invest first? Yeah. So good. it's a great question. And my, my first maybe over simple answer is where's our biggest challenge, right? Um, I, yep. I think that we are we are very adept at being able to identify some of our major gaps um, in in various, you know, uh, per, in various operational perspectives, right? So, you know, we hear the as many will tell you, we are constantly hearing the voice of the customer, right? We know where some of their pain points are. We know where some of the pharmacy pain points are, but more specifically, where it's creating um, a lot of friction with our customer base. And, and our, our goal is always to make sure our customer is happy. So we're able to really identify and then prioritize, okay, well, where is the biggest challenge um, that we can see within our operations that's really creating that disruption for the customer. We then can sort of break that down, uh, really dissect it and say, okay, well, now how can we leverage, um, you know, a better way to perform this particular process? Do we need to add labor? Do we need to add uh, different um, processes to, to that whole operation? Do we add additional technology? Can we create some automation for you? Do I have to talk to a vendor um, to say, all right, listen, I need, I need more data, you know, for this particular uh, process, or I need an additional reporting, um, you know, ca capability of some sort. So it, it, it really, it, it, you can very much see it um, within our operations, where some of those challenges are. And I think we do an excellent job at making sure that, you know, with all the internal teams that we have, those communications are very, very clear um, on where, 
those challenges are. And I think everyone understands, okay, you know, as, as many had said with the culture, we all have a goal. We all have a, a large scope that we want to follow in regards to how we want to operate. And I think, and, the, and we do a very good job at making sure everyone's aware of that, right? Because it's very easy to get stuck in your own department or your own staff, uh, you know, your own small team within the staff and say, all right, well, I stay in my lane, but I don't know anything that's going on, um, you know, out within the organization. Well, we we don't do that. We we are very communicative about where we're trying to get to in a larger scope in, in regards to our operations. So I think that everyone is uh, aware of that, knowing that there are higher priorities that come up, that come up um, and then have to be identified and then uh, worked on. So I think that's just the way we we've, we've always operated. And I think that's, that's what's really making us, you know, um, really knocking out of the ballpark for lack of a better phrase. Awesome. Yeah, and we have, we have a, obviously like, any company our size, we have the the process that's managed and people can submit all their ideas. We recently opened up a, a, a ticketing system. Somebody smarter than me set it up. One of the engineers, like where yeah. our staff can go in, you know, like anybody oh, cool. can go in and say, yeah. Hey, did you super smart people ever think about doing this? And one of our contact center people, I think put in like, did you guys ever just think about like doing these like three little changes and right. one of their applications? And it was like, uh, no, we never thought Oops. about that, but like that would save like so much that, time. <laughs> well, that's yeah. the thing, you know, it's like it's spending time with folks who do it every day. Sometimes, you, you know, we right. forget and, that it's worth And so like, of course, of you know, there. like then we were like, okay, that was genius. And so, right. so again, we, we take those things from everywhere yeah. and they get screened by an internal team, but ultimately, um, the, the feedback from, from customer success, like are, are on the, on the like in the field, people yeah. really um, drives that and then um, like sets the tempo and the priority for everything we do. You know, what's most important to our customers at the end of the day is is saving time, saving money. Yeah, I mean, like everybody in healthcare, right? right? Like right. we always need to be looking for for more money and, and more time. <laughs> I mean, it's just... Yeah. Nobody's ever going to wake up and say, oh my gosh, I want to pay more for prescriptions today. I love right. spending my money there. Like that seems like a great right, place. Right. I want to go give the pharmacist 20 more dollars today. So, um, you know, I feel like a lot of what we do is just about, about trying to find ways to save money and then, you know, save money for our customers in the process. So, um, uh, you know, just a lot more around, around that prescription efficiency either for us or for, for the nurse handling, I just feel like is where everything is going. And like, you know, probably like every pharmacy it's, it's always the same stuff. And sometimes I've been in meetings and people are like, you're giving away the secrets. I'm like, we all do like the same, we all struggle with the same stuff. Like right. we all struggle right. with they have an admission that shows up that they didn't know about. Yeah. They yeah. wanted the meds 10 minutes before the admission got there, right. which we all right. can't do. <laughs> yeah, you right. mentioned have an the, IV that's not yeah. in their contingency stock. Like, you know, it's yeah. all, we all struggle with the same stuff. So yeah. it's those kind of like things that um, you're, you're trying to figure out. And, and like Michael said, like they're changing the formularies on us more and more drugs every yep. year get put on prior authorization. Yeah. More and more drugs are, you know, biosimilar or, you know, these these tough specialty meds that require special handling or more lead time mm -hmm. to get a hold of. And it's it's just more and more complicated. So, yeah. um, you know, like every pharmacy, I feel like we're all 
we're all rowing in the same direction. I think that's one of the cool things about getting the opportunity to talk on this podcast. I don't know that I'm saying anything that anybody else isn't going, I know that's what I wake up in the morning and think, how am I going <laughs> to bang my head on the wall any different today than I did yeah. yesterday? <laughs> yeah. But what we try to do is say, okay, you know, like they change these formularies on us all the time. But I do know that a patient that's med A today is going to go off med A and I've got a, a window ticking and they're going to move yeah. over to a different plan. Mm -hmm. So if there is a way that I can figure out what plan they're going to be on and I can know that this insulin and this inhaler are not going to be covered and I can plan now so yeah. that that, you know, when they run out of the supply they have, I'm not sending them out a non-covered drug on that new plan. Yeah. That is a win for the facility that if they don't have to spend any labor or time, that is a win for the facility. When they're on med A, it doesn't matter. But when they're on that new plan, it absolutely does. And if you make it a pain for the facility, it is literally a pain for the facility. And it's yeah. not good for any of us in the healthcare system if we're ex putting extra tax on the nurses. There yeah. aren't enough. There isn't enough time mm -hmm. in the day. And all of us have elderly parents or aunts or uncles or somebody we love that they're taking care of. Yeah. So it's like, it's up to us to use, well, what few brain cells I have left um, <laughs> after having some teenagers and a dog to <laughs> figure out <laughs> how I get those orders flipped so that I can free up the nurse's time. And I feel like that's, that's all all that Gertis and I kind of sit down and go, how are we going to get these orders changed? Yeah. Because every doctor's okay. You know, on, on most of these classes yeah. with changing the orders, they're pretty much the same drugs. It's just that the pharmacy rules don't allow me to do the interchanges or subs in some States. So I have to yeah. figure out you know, like, yeah. like how do you, yeah, it's a mind teaser, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and then for us with 20 pharmacies in different states and different nursing home regs, how do I play the mind teaser on the board game? Yeah. So, yeah. and then figure out a way to uh, do all that and get the run out on time every day <laughs> in long term care pharmacy. I always say, is every day is a new day to shoot yourself in the foot. There you go. Care <laughs> all about opportunity. That's right. I think the only more complex business is like, um, it like air traffic control or something. Right, like right. That. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm really excited that I, I picked this for. <laughs> I blame it on my mother. So, yes, I uh, I will blame that on her. Awesome. So, so one big topic we talked about kind of when we first met about doing the podcast is um, the coordination of care, transitions of care, and like you said, like anybody who's who's known somebody, loves somebody in a nursing home, you know they go to the hospital and they come back and that's going to happen more than once in their time in a nursing home and probably many times. Uh, how do you guys think about that? Cause uh, you know, from a nursing home perspective, that's one of the biggest challenges I think is, you know, they go and come back and it's just a disruption for them and sort of the day to day and things usually change when they return. Um, how do you guys think about those transitions of care or coordination of care? 
So, so yeah, I'll jump into this. So to, to me, you know, the, the transition of care from uh, a hospital setting into the nursing home or from the nursing home into the community, um, these are all things that, you know, we really, really think about pretty much on an everyday basis because it is, it is, um, it, it, it is in a, sort of a choppy process in itself um, presently, right? I think it's gotten better over the years, um, you know, now that, a lot of the you know the hospital networks are a little bit more coordinated um, from a from a technology perspective. I think you know there are there have been some tools that have been added to make you know things like uh, EPCS electronic a lot of electronic prescribing of controlled substances. That's been an increasing trend over the years. Um, things like that have made some of these processes a little bit easier. But it, we, we, there's still a lot, so much more work to be done uh, about it because. You know that that whole transaction of going from the hospital into the into the nursing home, it is a, it's trying. It's trying for the patient. It's trying for the family, and it's obviously certain certainly trying for the nurses because it's it's a high priority thing for them to have that patient be admitted to keep them residing in that home. Right? We all talk about um, you know uh, hospital readmissions. It's it's always uh, a concern. There's there's now financial figures um, that impact that if you're you know, how many people are getting readmitted back to the hospital? So these, you know, these groups, these administrators, the UNs, whomever, they're, they're constantly, constantly, you know, saying, how do we keep this resident here? How do we get them to a point where everything transitions smoothly, the patient's comfortable, they're on their meds, they're getting all the proper nursing treatment that they need. And, and it's really, it's really an important step. Um, I personally think that, you know, there, there's still a lot to be done in regards to the, the, the ability to share data. Right. I think that, um, you know, as we move forward into, you know, uh, into technology within the healthcare industry, just in general, not just long term care, but in general, you know, the ability to share data is really the key. Right. How can I as a hospital? Right. How can I have all of this information in my electronic health record system? How can I share that easily with a nursing facility who's using a completely different EHR system? Well, you know, now we start talking about networks and APIs and, and things of that. Um, I really think that there's a lot of opportunity, um, you know, to really leverage this type of technology to make that transition to care that much easier. Um, and the same thing, the same thing when discharging a patient, right? You know, we is the responsibility of that nursing facility to ensure that transition in back into the community, back into the home, ensure that that patient has their medications. FarmScript is now starting to uh, really jump into that particular transition. We're starting to work with meds at home for, for residents, um, really doing follow-ups. Sometimes maybe, you know, we're, we're starting to run a pilot. We're going we're gonna to be running a pilot on perhaps becoming the mail order pharmacy for that particular patient, just watching that patient over a period of time, making sure that that transition to care is happening. So, you know, um, these are all things that it's an ever evolving industry yeah. and, you know, you, you have to hear, you have to listen, you have to understand where some of the challenges are. And I think, you know, um, as a whole, I think, you know, our leadership, you know, people like Mindy, people like, like Justin, our COO, I think they're starting to understand, you know, really where some of this, how can, how can, we fit ourselves in to make this whole process better, right? Pharmacy has been really simple for, for years and years. We stay in our lane, we dispense meds, right? That's all we do. No, it's not all we do. There, there are so many things that we can do as a pharmacy healthcare or as a healthcare entity to make the whole process better. Uh, that's why I'm talking to hospital networks and, and yeah. you know various medical directors at these hospitals. That's why I'm talking to all these different EHR vendors to say, you know, 
how can we make things better? Let's let's have a discussion. I'll give you any feedback, any knowledge that I have. Uh, I'll be more than happy to provide. And, and I think people listen. If you, if you have things to say, if you have ideas, um, you know, as long as they're they're not out of this world sort of yeah. you know uh, requests, I think people will listen. And and it starts to to really just churn that 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 you know that engine of ideas. And, and I think that's where we're going. And then on the other side, when we send patients home out of the nursing home, we have a healthy at home program and all of our facilities have the ability to send a patient home with a 30 day supply of mm -hmm. medications that's prepackaged in uh, by time of day. And that's a great program where we can make sure that patients are compliant with medications. And what we've found that really is helpful for those patients is being able to go to their physicians on their first visit and show like the regimen uh, yeah. to those physicians. And it really helps minimize those changes in medication therapy because everything's already staged and takes the burden off of a family member to have to stage the medications. Yeah. And also, you know, you go, you know, even me personally, you know, going to a loved one's house, I'm always the one that everybody calls and asks what the medications are. And <laughs> so, right. and I'm always like, uh, really, you're calling me, I work in leadership, but anyways, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, but you go to someone's house and they have all these meds that they've saved yeah. and then they're yeah. trying to save money and in, in, in stadium. So at least we know for 30 days it's packaged. And we really encourage people then like, and our staff does uh, routine phone calls, right. And checks mm -hmm. in on these pay people if they're in our program, but we're trying to get them to, to purge these meds or let's see what you have. And if, you know, get them into a, a better program for adherence, but you know, part of the issue is too, is then with this data we have and checking on them and sharing that information too, back to the, if they're in a hospital program or if they're part of a care network, yeah. like to give that information back because, you know, you don't want them to just be cared for for the first 30 days. You want them right. to be cared for and, yeah. and out of the facility long-term. I mean, there's only a set number of nursing home beds in the, the U.S. in terms of SNF beds and mm -hmm. somebody's always going to do better at home. Right. Yeah. If we can keep them at home, keep them at home. Yeah. Like, I love that I'm a long term care pharmacy provider. And but of course, I want I want people to be at home if that's where they're going to be healthy and happy. Right. Um, so that's kind of the other side of it as well. And I think that's a great benefit for our facilities to know that they can send people home for that 30 days and have this great supply um, yeah. of packaged and ready to go meds. Um, and it just the, makes that transition easier, right? Yeah. I mean, the so transition I feel like we've is got, the hard part. Yeah, we're tackling it on the front side from the hospital. Yeah. We're, we're tackling it like when we send them home on the back side and then trying to integrate the data all the way through. Uh, but like Michael said, we, you know, we're never happy. So we're always... <laughs> <laughs> Never. Michael's Michael's never. It's a, it's a blessing. Like I said it, it, earlier, I'm Pollyanna, and I'm very and a curse. happy. It's a blessing and a curse, exactly. Right. Yeah. I'm always trying to find the positive and saying, like, look at all this good stuff we've done. But he's Debbie Downer, like, so I don't know about him. It's like, here's how much more we have to do. Yeah. Right, correct. Correct. So much more. He's always bringing me down. Yeah, yeah you, you had mentioned um, maybe a common set of standards at one point when we were talking that if every long-term care pharmacy could follow this path, it'd be much better for the residents that we're talking about. Um, you had mentioned that, I think, one of our conversations. Yeah, one of the things we had talked about before is even in using a lot of the EHRs and things, um, things of that nature, you know, all the facilities use, not all of the facilities, but many of the facilities use, use the same same platforms. And one of the things we've we've noticed over time is, you know, we use a variety of different 
codes and, and things like that. And really, if the long-term care pharmacies, you know, could could come to some kind of common nomenclature around yeah. a number of things that aren't standard pharmacy nomenclature, right? We have we have some standards now, but I do think that that some alignment along those things would would really help us move forward and be able to to just do better for for the entire industry. You know, I, I a lot of times um go to meetings and and kind of laugh because I am a little bit Pollyanna, like let's all work together. But I do think yeah. sometimes people are like, you you shouldn't share all these secrets. And it's just I, I again, I think if people work together, we'll just move further yeah. faster. And it's like in the olden days with with the medical records. If you know, think <laughs> was, about like the sliding scales. Do you remember yeah. how pretty some people's sliding scales would print on the medical records? And you're yeah. like, just show me how you do that. And then now, like sliding scales are so pretty on the two patients. I still do paper medical yeah, records right, for, exactly. but yeah, everybody does yeah. them like that. But well, it's just. I, I laugh though. I remember going um, my my early McKesson days and talking about it's sort of you can look at physicians. It's the same thing, like where they trained impacts sort of how they take their notes and the shorthand that they use. And so they were trying to use sort of natural language learning to try to read physician notes. And it's like, there's not just one set of, you know, shorthand because it's so dictated by where they trained and because they trained there, it's so hard then to get them to change later on, but it is a similar type thing. It's like the more you can have kind of consistency, so the yeah. old like variation is the enemy of automation. The more you want to automate and make it simple, well, and, or you've got to get rid of that variation. And, and, and I think that's kind of where, you know, so, you know, obviously many keep saying, you know, you don't want to release all of your secrets, but, but obviously, you know, <laughs> uh, we, we talk to other pharmacy vendors out there mm -hmm. and, you know, everyone's going to have similar challenges like we know. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, there are ways that we can, you know, find processes to, you know, to uh, work around those particular challenges, but really the end goal is, well, how can we fix it as an industry, right? And 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 you know that's yeah. what it's like, you know, um, talking to some of our, our you know, uh, our competitors, you know, really good relationships with some of these, you know, some of these people um, that you know, obviously, long term care pharmacy is a fairly small yeah. uh, niche yeah. of pharmacy, so everyone kind of knows everyone, but really, you know, it's about okay, well, I have this problem, and you have this problem, right? How do we fix the problem together? How can we go to, you know, um, our software vendor? How can we go to an EHR vendor and say, hey, listen, this is not just me. Listen, I know I'm crazy, but I'm not crazy. <laughs> but but not on this are, one. Right, right not yeah. on this one, right? <laughs> um, so to say, all right, listen, it's not just FarmScript. It's, it's these other five pharmacies. They're all saying it's the same yeah. problem. It's the same challenge. Well, let's go. Let's let's use that information. Let's use these advisory boards. Let's Let's, you know, let's really yeah. start to really fix the issue because, you know, when one person's saying it, you can kind of, you know, roll your eyes and say, oh, whatever, they're crazy. Yeah. Uh, but when five, when five people are saying and it or 10 people are saying it. This is true. It, I mean, we'll, right. we'll speak from the software vendor side, right? <laughs> yeah. Like when we know it's an issue for everyone or even the majority, that's going to bump way up on the priority yep. of like where we fix things. If we think it's sort of, hey, this particular pharmacy does this one thing in a really weird way and they want it customized and codified in the software, that's really hard, right? It's, right a, yeah. it's a lot more effort. Like the more we know it's something that everybody's going to value, so, far more likely we can kind of, we can get that incorporated and turn that around. 
So I, I like to do, I, I like it called uh, throwing hand grenades. So yeah. I, I ask a lot of questions and inquiries, right? With, with everybody. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and I'll, and I'll kind of say, Hey, by the way, I think you can, you can make this a little bit better by doing this, but don't, you know, uh, I just kind of came across it. Maybe pull some of your other customers and then yeah. bam, the, the hand grenade goes in and they say, wait a second. And they start asking other people and they're like, Oh yeah, that's a big problem. See, <laughs> see, this is mindset shift where you're like, you throw a hand grenade. I call it planting seeds. Right. I do that. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> like, likes that. Plant this little seed and we're going to come back in a little bit and notice magically it's grown. And all of a sudden there's like leaves and flowers, right? Yeah. yeah. Hand grenades in the next negative when i call the debbie downer he says she's throwing grenades yeah yes well it just you know because it tends to i i say a hand grenades because it tends to create a lot of disruption when something like that when a little topic comes up and then it just explodes right yeah that's why i refer to it with that analogy but (laughs) i I can use planting seeds that's fine planting seeds i like this right and then magically (laughs) things grow it's amazing Very cool. Well, one of the things we do towards the end of every podcast, um, we ask folks sort of what's the X factor. So what's the thing, um, you know, folks listen to this and they walk away. What's the sort of one thing you would say, take this away from this podcast. Here's the thing you should go do differently tomorrow. What are your thoughts? My, my whole thing and, you know, uh, Jim references references before, and I, I, I refer to myself as, as a data nerd, right? I'm a yeah. pharmacist by trade, but, you know, and I've never been to any sort of, you know, I'm not an engineer, I'm not a developer, I've never been to any sort of schooling. Um, I've just learned a lot about the technical industry just from working, um, you know, within healthcare, working with IT, um, you know, personnel, working with vendors. And, you know, my my takeaway to everybody would be just think about things differently, right? I, I know one of the traps that we fall into internally in FarmScript is that we feel that, okay, well, this is just how it is. We have to work with it. The answer is no, it's not how it is. There's always a way to find a, a better method, right? And me personally, I, I try to do it through technology, right? I try to do it through different ways of looking about you know, things within our operating system or working with a vendor or even just the industry itself and say, all right, well, where is it trending? What are they developing? What's down the, what's coming down the pike? How can I use that to our advantage? Um, and, and you just have to be aware of it. Right. And, and I think, you know, just take e-prescribing um, uh, that whole industry or that whole trend, I should say, you know, where states have been, you know, uh, performing or, or setting up, um, e-prescribing mandates from state to state and it's been sort of you know staggered across the country but just being fresh on those regulations and knowing okay well how is that going to impact if there's an e-prescribing mandate in the state of new york how's that going to affect all of my customers in that state well how can i give them options of um you know things that we can offer to them and it's really just important to just be aware of things and and know kind of what's out there because in pharmacy you get you can get very stuck putting your head down and just working straight. And then you wake up at six months later and nothing's changed. Um, So to me, it's, it's about evolution, right? That's how, that's how I think about my profession. I want to know where's the next place we're going, not just, not just three months from now, but where are we going three years from now? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I know not everyone has the ability to maybe put those glasses on, but that would be my takeaway is start to be aware of some of the things that are out there. Be, be part of the discussion, know what, you know, um, some of these things that are going on, whether it's legislative from a federal or state perspective, or just, you know, interesting things from a technology perspective, yeah. uh, perspective. I right? think too. We, yeah. We talk about this in our organization too. When you're, when you're doing the day to day, 
when you're in the management, it is really, really hard to be looking, you know, mm. a year, two years, three years down the road. And so the question we always ask, and the answer is usually me and our organization, but it's who's the person in your organization that's doing that? Doesn't have to be everybody. Correct. And that's the thing. It's sort of who's the person who you can say, like, we're going to carve out time for them to be thinking about what's that next thing. So that's, I think that's because it is, it's so easy to get sucked into the day to day. And it is really hard to do that sort of longer term, big picture thinking when you're just trying to keep up with kind of the next call and the next quarter. So that, that's fantastic. But Mindy, what are your thoughts? So what do I want people to do different after listening to this? Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of a really big question. Um, I guess after this, I, I really hope that people or everybody will, will just remember that definitely there are so many unique opportunities out there to do things better for people. And it, it is all about people at the yeah. end of the day. And I think mm-hmm. we tend to forget that, mm-hmm. you know, I think yeah. we forget that a lot. Sure. It's about the people that work for us. It's about yeah. the people we get to work beside. It's about the people in our industry. It's, it's just about people. And when yeah. we lose sight of the fact that it's about people, like, like we lose. And so like the reason we fight so hard for the right technology and for the technology to be accurate is because we're trying to do good things for people. Yeah. And, you know, I, I just think like people tend to lose sight of why we're fighting so hard. And um, I think, you know, Michael yeah. and I, a yeah. lot of times at the end of the day, it's just like, we fight really hard for the people we, we work with mm-hmm. probably too hard yeah. <laughs> and we fight really hard for each other and we fight really hard for our company. And I think, you know, fight really hard for our industry. And, you know, I'd say, I, I hope people start to, to join us and do the same. Like, you know, it, it's probably going to get exhausting or maybe it is already a little bit exhausting. Yeah. So if people could, could kind of, you know, you know, join some of the legislative fights or, you know, when, when somebody calls and says, can you write a letter or can you come to this conference? Just if you could like, please, it is literally all about people. Mm -hmm. And when you don't participate, even if it's only five minutes to do that, it, it means so much. It is all about people. And you yeah. think you don't make a difference, but that five minutes makes so much of a difference. And getting your people to participate in those types of things is also really important. So that I would say that's the, also been a big change for us over the last two to three years is really like shifting that focus from like more an internally driven process focus to being more about people, both the customers yeah. and the people that yeah. we're taking care of to the people in the industry to like how do we fit within this whole healthcare continuum of people? So just, I'd say it's about people. Yeah. Yeah. It's that empathy element. And I literally, I wrote this down from our, from our kind of pre-meeting was when you said, you know, assume good intent, but Hey, when you go out there and you assume good intent and you make it about sort of, I want to connect with you because I respect that you're a person who's just trying to get your job done. Right. And how I do spend we spend a lot of time in farm yeah. script talking about assuming good intent because, you know, yeah. you, people get really mad and people yeah. call us and assume that something bad has happened because of whatever reason we yeah. we did something wrong or somebody maliciously did something. And yeah. you dig into it and you find out nothing, nothing like that happened. And, 
you know, if you just take a step back and again, assume, assume positive intent, assume every, yeah. you know, assume positive intent right there. Yeah. Yeah. Like Jim and I both wrote it down. We're like, that's a really it good is, one. If you but go it into that, it with, yeah. with that yeah. type of mentality, you, I think your blood pressure goes down a lot. I mean, yep. it's probably not helping me sell more drugs by selling that and by saying that, <laughs> yeah. but it really like, um, is, is a good mantra to live by. And it, again, it is all about people and you want, you know, we kind of have a real opportunity here to do a lot better for people at the, you know, kind of at the, the people that need to be respected the most and um, the deserve to be respected the most. And I I think that, you know, just doing better by that and everybody being much more respectful of people Mm -hmm. and the people we have an opportunity to take care of is, is just something I, I hope people remember from this. Yeah. That's awesome. Perfect. Thank you. That's awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for the time. This has been super fun. Um, if folks want to learn more, also go look up FarmScript, right? We'll advertise your pharmacy a little bit more. So go check them out. And I love that. It's like one of my favorite things to do in my job is sort of like go tour the pharmacy. And I feel like this was like a fun little virtual, <laughs> virtual <laughs> tour of the organization and see how well, you're you guys welcome do to things. come to her anytime. Awesome. Love it. We will, we will show you around. If you want to visit all 20, you can do that with Michael. <laughs> that might, that might I, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to go to all 20. a 20, 20 site tour with you. Yeah. I, I love you, but not that much. To do a 20 site tour, but I'd love to see one. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you guys. We appreciate it very much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Integra X-Files. We'd like to hear from you and gain your perspective on the X-Factor and improving long-term care pharmacy. Connect with us at IntegraXFiles.com. That's IntegraXFiles.com.